You're about to listen to a message from the LifePoint Church, a warm and friendly home for the young at heart. We worship you, Father, for in Jesus' name we've prayed. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Good morning, good morning, church. Could you please say good morning to the person sitting next to you? <clears throat> Thank you for being here um, at the Life Point. And please welcome, join me in welcoming those joining us virtually. Thank you for joining us. You could be streaming somewhere else, um, but you decided to be a part of um, God's experience here. And we are grateful to have you um, join us. God bless you. Um, Please, a big thank you to the band. Please, let's, let's love on them. Thank you so much for drawing us closer to God this morning. And a few housekeeping. Um, <clears throat> there's an event called Faith That Overcomes um, of the Global Church, the Elevation Church. Um, this event holds from the Friday 27th um, to Sunday 29th of May at the Spisty Center. Um, we have a guest minister whose name is um, Tokumbo Adejumo, who is the National Director Rema Bible Training Center. Okay, it's right on, on the slides, Nigeria. So I will enjoy everyone, especially some of us that um, want to draw on and be able to utilize our faith to see how we can grow in faith to bring forth every of the promise of God in our hearts. I think, I, I strongly believe and I strongly recommend you participating in at, um, at this event. Amen. 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 Okay. Um, thank you so much, Pastor BWS, for this opportunity to lead um, the sermon. Um, so, we'll be speaking on free indeed. Free indeed. Can you tell your neighbor free indeed? Um, it's clear to every one of us, and I believe, with what had happened this morning, all what happened was not part of the plan of today. It wasn't, it wasn't even on the agenda, right? But um, God, through what had happened, is even confirming that this is indeed the message for this morning. Amen. Um, prior to this, we've been um, discussing a lot of things, um, especially with last week's Sunday, where the focus was on the gift of the Holy Spirit. How many of us were in church last week? Can I see a show of hand? Okay, God bless you. God bless you. And we also had the opportunity of engaging, um, joining faith with the leaders for those of us that desired um, the gift of the Holy Spirit, the manifestation of the gift of the Holy Spirit. For those of us that prior to that um, had not been able to engage the Holy Spirit at that level. And if by any chance you were not at the service last week and you still desire, you please can see any of the pastors on this side at the end of the service and um, they'll be very happy to, to lead you accordingly. Right, so we'll go straight into today's message. And my um, uncle's speech, um, scripture, the first scripture will be coming from Galatians, Galatians chapter 5, verse 1. Galatians chapter 5, verse 1. Okay, thank you. <clears throat> At last, we have, we have freedom, for Christ has set us free. We must always cherish this truth and firmly refuse to go back into the bondage of our past. And I'll also be reading again from Isaiah chapter 61, verse 1, uh, the Amplified Version, please. Isaiah chapter 61, um, verse 1, Amplified Version, please. Amen. Okay, I'll read from my um, notes here. 
the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed and commissioned me to bring good news to the humble and afflicted. He has sent me to bind up the wounds of the brokenhearted, to proclaim the release from confinement and condemnation to the physically and to the physical and spiritual captives and freedom to prisoners. These two scriptures, especially the recent one, talks about why Christ came on earth. Total freedom. Total freedom from every area of our lives. Right? Um, and this has nothing to do with our past, what we've done before, the sins we've committed before, our past experience, uh, <clears throat> educational background, um, family background, the issues we grew up with. Um, the recurring situations or historical issues um, that we found ourselves in as a family, right? Uh, or the kind of exposure we had growing up. Um, we had issues, that issues, um, different issues. It's all of this has nothing to do. That's why the Bible says, look, when you, when you give your life, you're a brand new person, right? And Matthew chapter 1 verse 21 says, she will give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sin. I'll read again. Uh, Matthew chapter 1 verse 21 says, She will give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sin. Amen. So Jesus came to save us of all our sins, to wipe every of the experiences we had. And while I was asking the Holy Spirit, how can we get to relate to this word? How can we bring it alive? And what dropped in my heart is, um, I mean, for those of us that have experienced a cruise before, let's even imagine, even we have not, let's imagine. So what usually happens is you get a ticket and that ticket is freedom of access to significantly everything on that ship on the boat right um for the period you're on board um it includes <clears throat> the bed obviously you have a room i, I mean allocated to you excuse me um you have the dining area where you almost can eat any time of the day middle of the night um you have access to games you have access to the cinema so depending on how big the cruise or the ship is right you have access to a lot of things. Um, I dare to say most of the time the ticket would not clearly, because a lot of items, a lot of activities will not break everything down to you because it's just going to be like a coupon, right? Um, but obviously prior to that, in your research and before you engaged the provider of that, you will have, you should be aware of all the provisions available on that boat. But the truth is, some of us get on, those, on that boat and because of our past, right, we are used to, unfortunately, that confinement. So we believe the only access we have is that room. A few of us, we exercise a little bit more faith and at least go for breakfast. And we say, ah, okay, let me behave myself. I don't even know if this breakfast will probably be charged by the time I'm to leave the, the boat or ship, right? If you others will engage the games, but cautiously and say, look, 
I actually probably do one or two in case I'm going to be built afterwards, right? Um, and that's the way we've kind of engaged God and the Holy Spirit. We set limits ourselves. Where God has given us no boundaries, has not given us any limit. We find ourselves only saying, ah, well, God, I want to engage God. It was more for health. But God can't be concerned about my relationship, about my love life. I'll be asking for too much. But when I engaged God, it was all about my academics. If I prayed to God yesterday and he secured a fantastic job for me today, I should not bother God this evening about my love life. Do I want to kill him? That's where we've taken God. We've got on board. We've accepted him, but we're limiting him and just cherry-picking the areas we believe are the important ones and God is not bothered about other areas or we don't want to stress God or we believe God is limited. There's a limit to what he can do part-time. And sisters and brothers, the Holy Spirit is letting me to let you know you are fully on board. He's been fully paid for. He's been fully paid for. Health, career, examinations, love life, relationship, comfort for the ones we've loved. He's fully paid for everything and he has the provisions available. Guess what? He made the provisions available before the creation of the earth. So there's nothing you need now or you will need tomorrow that he had not provided before he even formed the earth. I'm not even talking about forming you before he formed the earth. Amen. And we are, I, I dare to say there are two categories of us and um, I believe God will help us to be able to touch on each of the two categories. There's the category of those that have not even bought the ticket at all. So you're probably just hanging around the boat, figuring out how would I be able to even get the, get the ticket. But that also, good news, you don't need to pay anything for that ticket to be on board. Don't. Because Christ paid everything. He went on the cross, so you don't have to bother to cough out any amount of money to get on board. And the second category uh, I believe most of us are in where we are limiting God in the areas we expect him to touch us. But the truth is, God wants total freedom. And I'm using the word freedom because a lot of things, a lot of these are limitations we've set for ourselves. Right? Are limitations that are stopping us from being fully fulfilling the purpose for which God created us. And the genesis of this is because, um, thank you, at the beginning, man fell. God's plan wasn't for us to be in this state. God's plan was to create us and spend time with him, life to perpetuity, right? Um, but at some point in time, you'll have read, at the beginning, with Adam and Eve, uh, we fell short of God's expectation. And then that's when we had to start um, being exposed to all of this, obviously, till when Christ comes to take us back unto him. And that's when the history of bondage started. That's when bondage was ushered into our environment. But we need to embrace redemption through the blood of Jesus Christ because it brings us out of bondage and into liberty, into full liberty. That blood has done everything. It wiped out everything, every of your past. 
everything that the devil uses and draws your attention to and say, you that you did that, you that you slapped that, you that you cheated, you that you slept with so many people, you that you did all of that. God has done everything. The blood has wiped everything. There's no condemnation. Christ has done the job. Liberty is. It is only through Christ that we can truly be free. The world will tell you, well, I mean, if you know someone, 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 every of your concerns will be treated. It can only solve half of the problem. There's no one man that can solve all the problems you probably have or all your concerns. Only God. Therefore, the world does not understand that freedom cannot be attained independent of God. It's not possible. It's not possible. Even the world leaders have issues. They are not able to address the world economy. But you have a God who created the heavens and the earth. Irrespective of where you are, he has everything in control. The hearts of kings are in his hands. And like a river, it turns, turns anywhere. So even if you want an authority or an approval granted from wherever he is, wherever the leader is, is in God's hands because the heart of that king is in his hands. Liberty is being, doing, and having all that God wants us to be, to do, and to have. That's liberty. So liberty is not, I want one, two, three things, and I totally know that it's God's plans for my life, and I've had one or two of it, then that's liberty. No. Liberty is when you've come into fruition, into every single thing God has created you to be, including being a blessing to others. That when people see your life, they say, ah, like they said to themselves, the disciples, when they saw them, they said, hmm, these guys must have been with Jesus. That's liberty. When people see your life, without you telling them the testimony, they should draw closer and say, look, I want to know your God. That's liberty. Liberty in Christ is freedom from death and everything that pertains to death. Everything, including the mindset. Romans chapter 8 verse 1 to 2 says, Romans chapter 8 verse 1 and 2, Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, because through Jesus Christ, the law of the Spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. No condemnation. Name it. Everything is in the past. No condemnation in Christ. You become a brand new person. It's like, so imagine for whatever reason, at least for in your year one, you at, at college or university, you for some reason didn't do too well. And then for whatever reason, the Senate of that university sits and says, Chiamaka, we wipe out your result for year one and we decide to give you a full GP, I mean GP, CGP, whatever it's called. It's done. So whether you deserved it or not, whether you wrote the papers or not, because the highest authority at the university, the Senate, right? So if they say they wiped it and you have a clean state, even one lecturer, two lecturers cannot rewrite that. That's where you are with God. No more condemnation. 
Christ wiped all those results and gave you a clean state and said you are number one. So no one, not the devil, not the friends, not enemies, can should be able to draw or link you with your past. You're a brand new person. Christ has done it. He's wiped it. Amen. Hallelujah. So no condemnation in relationship. You will say, ah, PAP, you don't know what I've done. I've messed up. I've gotten involved in wrong group. We've done everything unthinkable. We've been with men, we've been with senators, we've been with all of that. No condemnation. No condemnation. No condemnation. Christ has done it. Yours might be in else. PAP. My grandfather, my great-grandfather, my father, my uncles, at this certain age, they've always experienced this. So, they, so yeah, there's fact, but there's also truth. The truth is what we're talking about. No condemnation. It's wiped. People in career. Actually left school. Let my people go. Third class. <laughs> so how can Christ wipe that? He can. Because he's going to give you that new career that has nothing to do with your past. That has nothing to do with what you came out of school with. That has nothing to do with the kind of school you went to. He's made you a brand new person. Amen. In finances, I'm in serious debt. So how can you talk of freedom? In fact, I hide my face when I'm, I'm out. I've blocked a lot of numbers because I don't want them reminding me that I owe them. No condemnation. Christ has plans for you. He paid the price in full for your finances too. Dreams. The truth is your dreams are valid. Your purpose is valid. Your, desired, your desires, as long as they're in God for the fulfillment of purpose, of his purpose for your life, they are valid. And God has made all of these provisions available unto you. There's a ticket, there's a blessing that has your name as a tag. You only need to call for the manifestation of this. Hebrews chapter 2 verses 14 and 15 says, since the, Christ, since the children have flesh and blood, he too shall be in their humanity, so that, his death, so that by his death he might break the power of him who holds the power of death, that is the devil, and free those who, are, who all their lives were held in slavery by their fear of death. Most of, most of the situations we find ourselves, we find ourselves operating from a position of fear, a position of victim, of the victim. We imagine and anticipate the negative more than we do of the positive. The fear of death, the fear of condemnation, the fear of shame, the fear of failure, the fear of negative results, the fear of negative performance, the fear that we're not good enough for any relationship, not even good enough for friends, 
the fear that nobody wants to be around us because there's nothing about us. Fear we will be jilted. So to even go into a relationship, you've, you are scared that it's not going to last. Those are real fears. Fear will not happen to us. Fear that the good things will not even happen to us. Fear that is been running in the family. So there's a fact that it should come to us, but there's a truth that Christ has set us free. But what God has given us is freedom indeed. Total freedom. Total freedom. Hebrews chapter 2. Sorry. Because the law of the spirit of life has set us free from the law of sin and death, as well as the bondage of the fear of death, you have access to the life of God and all of the fruits of this life in God, which include a lot more peace within and all around. Earlier in the year, some of the words we heard as joy, unlimited joy. Can you remember that sermon? We have peace. It's part of the gift God has given us, confirming that he's got our back. He's got you. We have victory over sin. So no longer are we going to be in that victim position saying, look, we keep falling back to those sin. But God has already granted us victory. Not only did they give you a clean state, it's also giving you the grace and the power above sin to always be in the position of victory. We also have the blessing of a successful journey into purpose for every one of us and everywhere God has positioned us. You're a blessing. There's a purpose. You're a source of blessing. You're an extension of Christ's love on earth to the people you're surrounded with, to the community you operate in, in your workplace, in your school, in your career. We are commanded, however, to stand fast in this liberty so we do not slip again into bondage. Um, stand, I mean, so <clears throat> Galatians chapter 5, verse 1 says, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty by which Christ has made us free, and do not be entangled again with a yoke of bondage. In standard, you need to stand on it because it's been settled. Everything we did this morning was to join faith with you to say, We're insisting that that provision, we're going to celebrate it and hold it tangibly. That's all we did. So it's not about the pastors, but it's about the God who is in you, who has made the provisions available unto you before you were formed, before I even created the earth. We only just joined faith with you to say, God, everything you've written about your son and your daughter, we are joining faith and we declare that we want to see the manifestation. It's, your, it's yours. It's yours. Your blessing has your name tagged to it. And three major obstacles to true liberty, to complete liberty. One is the carnality of the mind. And I'll read from Romans chapter 8, verse 7. Because the carnal mind 
Romans chapter 8, verse 7, verse, I mean, I'm reading from the um, New King James Version. Thank you. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can be. Your mind on its, of its own cannot capture the provisions, cannot capture God's plans for you. It's too small to capture how much God has made you, how big you are, and how important you are to God. So the only way you can come into full realization of even who you are and call it and then call it into existence is by the renewal of your mind. The more you engage the Holy Spirit, the more you study His Word and understand. It gets to a point where you understand the truth. Not because you've read it, not because you've just read it, but because you've taken ownership of it and it's dropped in your hand that this word is yours. Then you're in a position to call forth what belongs to you. And Romans chapter 12 verse 2 says, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, is good pleasing and perfect will that captures it the more you engage God's word there's going to be a point in time there will be specific words that belong to you and then you call them forth into manifestation the mind the kind of mind just keeps questioning God how can this happen I know will God be able to manage your relationship is God concerned about your love life? Is God concerned about your health? Is God concerned about the job? Will God even show up for you? Does God care about you? Remember, if God would care about the flowers, today they are alive, they blossom, tomorrow they are dead, how much more you? How much more you? Or the birds, they don't plant yet. They find food. How much more you? How much more you? Another major obstacle to we fulfilling our complete and indeed complete liberty is religion. So there's certain things that happen around rituals, rules, protocols. Without a thorough, in-depth relation to God's word, those things find, have a way of distracting us and affecting our ability to get into full realization of freedom. Freedom indeed. Total freedom. And I'd like to read from Colossians chapter 2, verses 6 to 8. Colossians chapter 2, verses 6 to 8. And now, just as you accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord, you must continue to follow him, let your roots grow down into him, and let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth. Remember the word truth again. In the truth you were taught, and you would overflow with thankfulness. Don't let anyone... No anyone, no your pastor, no your friend, no your colleagues, no your Insta followers. Capture you with empty philosophies 
and eye-sounding nonsense that come from human thinking and from the spiritual powers of this world rather than from Christ. And we see that happen a lot of times. A lot of philosophies, a lot of statements from the pit of hell, not from the truth, not from God's word. And because we engage them too many times, we've kind of embraced them. How do we engage them? You read it several and you retweet it on Twitter. You read several people repeat the same article on Instagram. It has a way of sowing the wrong seeds in our hearts, on our minds. But imagine you change this to focus on God's word and you engage God's word more frequently. Your life will be transformed. Because what happens, you begin to capture the truth, the promises God has for you. I mean, several principles. I'm giving a few examples, including one that will say, everyone helps those who help themselves. So if you're looking for work, uh, you need to be able to look for somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody. Or um, to have a lasting relationship, you need to spend time, not in a godly way, with the person, so, they, so it can be a yes. And all of those, but they're not based from the truth, of the truth. Another one, in terms of endurance, um, not helping us, not allowing us to come into full realization of total freedom, is the activities of devil and demons. I know when we hear this, we think about uh, devil with the own and all of that, but guess what? The scripture is so real. It's so, so real. And everything we're experiencing now, you'll find it out. Let's see. Let's quickly read from Romans chapter 1, verse 28 to 31. I'm jumping to this because of time. Romans chapter 8, verse 28. Romans chapter 1, verses 28 to 31. Um, and I'm reading from New King James Version. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a debased mind to do those things which are not fitting, being filled with all unrighteousness, sexual immorality, wickedness, conversiousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, evil-mindedness. They are worshippers, backbiters, haters of God, violent, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, undiscerning, untrustworthy, unloving, unforgiving, unmerciful. Which of these have been not found around us now? Every bit of it is represented at the place of work, in relationships, in a community, in governance, at our institutions, in service generally. And this is the manifestation of the devil. And this distracts us when we engage in any of these from coming to full realization of the freedom indeed. 
And God's desire is that we're totally free. If you read from Luke chapter 13, verse 16, it says, and I'm reading from the NLT version, Luke chapter 13, verse 16. It says, This dear woman, a daughter of Abraham, has been held in bondage for, by Satan for 18 years. Isn't it right that she be released even on the Sabbath? Christ basically broke protocol for the daughter of Abraham in this particular situation. On the Sabbath, according to the law, you don't do anything. But Christ said, no, for a daughter of Abraham, I'm remembering my promise to Abraham. By the way, this woman probably, I mean, Abraham must have been only gone over 100 generations before her. But God remembered his promise to Abraham and said, look, I'm going to break protocol for her. And that's how God breaks protocol for each and every one of us. He's the God of, he created the heavens and the earth. He created the humans that created the protocol and processes. And you are his. You are a daughter and son of Abraham. The freedom he has for you, if he's going to break protocol, he will break protocol for you. But not only now break protocol for you, his desire is that you, through your life, other people understand the blessings he has, the provisions he's had for others. So he wants you to be that resource to let other people know about his plans for their lives, about the provisions he's made also for their lives. And you may be asking, how am I able to, how can I be able to sustain and live a life contagious where others are able to draw and also enjoy freedom indeed? Brethren, you can actually sustain this life of liberty by two, I mean, two ways. First, absolute surrender to God and living in spirit. Being a slave to Christ and not to sin. I'd like to read from Romans chapter 6, verse 20 to 22. For when you were slaves of sin, you were free in regard to righteousness. What fruits did you have then in the things of which you are now ashamed? For the end of those things is death. But now, having been set free from sin and having become slaves of God, you have your fruits to holiness and the end everlasting life. And you can continue to grow the street in renewal of the mind, studying God's word, engaging the Holy Spirit. Second way to live in a life where it can be contagious, you're living a life of true liberty and being contagious to others is understanding and practicing the agape love, the agape. And I'll read from 1 John chapter 2, verse 10 to 11. He who loves his brother abides in the light. And there's no cause for stumbling in him. But he who hates his brother is in darkness and walks in darkness and does not know where he is, where he's going, because the darkness has blinded his eyes. Christ expects you to be an expression of him on earth, loving others. But the truth is, you will indeed, with faith, enjoy the manifestation of who he's made you on earth. 
but he also wants you to extend, be an extension of him on earth so that men will see his good works in you and glorify your Father in heaven and be drawn closer to him. The first point is basically asking when I said absolute surrender to God and living in the spirit. But the question is, do you have the ticket to be on that boat? If you don't have that ticket, then it's hard for you to have a room on the boat. It's when you have a room, you can think of doing the dining. You can think of enjoying the games on the, on the boat. You can think of interacting, meeting more people. But the first question is, do you have that ticket? Do you have the necessary access to join that boat? Have you called on God? as your personal Lord and Savior. That's the ticket. On the earthly boat, you need to pay for it. But here, Christ has paid. All he requires of you is to open your heart, confess your sins. He's paid the price in full. That's all, that's all that is required. So we have a few prayers to take, but I want us to please close our eyes. Bearing in mind that the Holy Spirit is here to do his work in us. He has great plans for us. He has said today, he wants you to come into full manifestation of who you are in him. He wants you to leave this place understanding that he is greater and he's in you than he that is in the world. Whatever the situation is, it's far more greater than, than, than whatever he is. In fact, he has set you high above all principalities and powers. But that can only happen if you come and you have a relationship with him. You have the ticket to be on the boat. So per adventure, there's someone here or online. You're passing through a lot. Career, relationship. In fact, overnight, you cried. You wept because of your current situation. This message is for you. And I feel strongly that God wants to cause a turnaround in your life this morning. So if you've not given your life to Christ, while all eyes are closed and all heads bowed, can you please raise your, your hand and let's quickly say a short prayer. I'm not going to call you out. It's just to pray with you. And we can go to the other areas. But you need to first access the boat before you can say you want to access any of the provisions available on the boat. Please, can you just raise up your hand while all eyes are closed? Thank you and all heads bowed. Raise up your hand clearly so we can pray. Dear Father, we thank you for your children. If you're raising up your hand, please just say this um, quiet prayer. Dear Father, I thank you for your love. I thank you because you love me so much. I thank you because of your love for me. You sent your only son for my sake. I may have life and I have it in abundance. I confess all my sins today and I ask you, O oh Lord, that you forgive me all my sins and you give me a clean heart and a clean state. Holy Spirit, I invite you to my life to transform my life. I confess that I'm, I'm now yours in Jesus' name. Dear Father, I lift up your daughters and your sons into your hands. I thank you for the opportunity to hear your word. I thank you because you created this day for them.
because you knew them before they were formed in their mother's room. You knew they were going to be at this service. And because of your love for them, you specifically created this service for them. I ask, oh Lord, that you accept them and you transform your life. Holy Spirit, do what no one else can do. Father, show up for them. And I declare that every provision you made available, you made for them before the creation of the earth, they shall enjoy it and they shall enjoy the manifestation of it in their location here on earth. Thank you, Father, because we know you've heard us and you accepted them in Jesus' name. Still in the attitude of prayers, we'll be praying. Let's ask God. Adventure you are enjoy you are you are experiencing any form of bondage. When I say bondage, it might be in the area of career limitation. You are supposed to be greater than where you are right now. If you're an entrepreneur, it feels like growth has been stifled. It feels like it's a frustrated period. In health, there's a particular health situation that keeps coming back. In family. In relationships you need help you want you want to have joy you want to be able to build a, a healthy relationship God God blessed relationship but you've been meeting the wrong people you've been engaging the wrong things and even your mind has been drawing on has been focusing more on the negative things rather than a beautiful relationship so my own bondage of the mind your mind always just expects failure expects the wrong things so you want total you desire total freedom begin to ask god that you are saying enough is enough because all of these were closed at the cross of calvary christ paid for everything and he said it is finished he said it is finished and you are declaring this morning let's start begin to declare that you put an end for every of this form of appearance of bondage in whatever form and you declare that you enjoy total freedom from this morning let's begin to also pray for the grace to become all with a capital all God has destined us to be in every area of our lives that we shall be blessings to everyone around us at a place of work, in a community, in ministry, in family, that we shall be all God has, has commanded us to be, all God has purposed us to be on earth. Let's begin to call forth. If there have been prophecies concerning your life, remind God about them and command the manifestation of these in your life. The power of your life is in your tongue. So confess, command what you want to see in your life this, this morning. You have a clean state. Holy Spirit is asking, what do you want? Speak into your life this morning. Let's command, let's ask what we want. Forget about the past. God is telling you, ask of me. And I'm going to bring it forth. Lastly, Remember we mentioned to grow in the full manifestation of this freedom. You also need to be an expression of Christ. So if there's anyone, anyone around you that you know, now let's pray for those around us, our loved ones, our family members, that you believe 
are in a form of bondage or the other, in a form of limitation, one limitation or the other. Let's remember them, call them by their names. I'm speaking to their life, speaking to their lives, speaking to those situations, speak positively, trusting that God, Holy Spirit, will do His work in their lives. Let's sow those seeds into their lives. Mention those people, your friends, your enemies, your loved ones, your family members, your parents, whoever they are. Remember them right now and speak into those lives. Dear Father, we thank you because you're good. Holy Spirit, thank you because you promised that you're the one operating this morning. And I thank you for all the lives you've impacted. I thank you, O Lord, for the provisions you made. I thank you for reminding us of who we are in you. Letting us know that you crafted us, you created us specially. And you have a purpose for each and every one of us. Letting us know that before the foundation of the earth, you made provisions available unto us. Letting us know that greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Thank you. Letting us know that you've given us authority over every principalities and powers. Because we are high above them, seated next to you. Father, we thank you. Because we shall begin to enjoy the manifestation of your power in us. And we shall continue to grow in you. This kind of Holy Spirit has that you continue to help us. That mind is renewed on a daily basis. And we get to understand growing the knowledge of you in Christ. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, because we know you've heard us and you've answered us. For in Jesus' name we've prayed. Amen. Thank you for listening to a message from the LifePoint Church. To download more free messages, please visit www.soundcloud.com forward slash lifepointng.